there. Welcome to Healthish, your podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. Oh, we have been celebrating this week in a Body and Soul HQ. Yes, we are turning 22. It was, yes, the year 2000. Wow, that seems like a long time ago <laughs> that we launched the print edition. So we have a special guest on the pod. We have the Features and Lifestyle Director, Ali Stevenson. She joins me. She has worked on a story that is coming out this Sunday about well, how the health and wellness world has changed and the things we love that have changed about it. So today we're discussing a few of these trends. If you want the whole list, make sure you grab Sunday's edition of Body and Soul. It's Ali Stevenson, listeners. Yes, Ali Stevenson is back joining us this week. Lovely to have you back, Ali. How have you been? I've been really well. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to see you again. Actually, listen to you again. <laughs> I should say you're back with a new, very impressive title, but anyway. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. We've all got impressive titles here at Body and Soul, so it's nothing new. Well, we're talking about, firstly, happy birthday. We should say happy birthday to ourselves. We are 22, 22. Now, Ali's worked on this great story, which is coming out in the print edition. It's called 22 Things We Have Learned About Health and Wellbeing Over 22 Years. She's going to share a few. Have you got a favourite? Look, I do. And just as a side note, can you believe that the year 2000, which was the, the year and the month that we launched in February, was 22 years ago? I mean, if that doesn't make you feel old, I don't know what does. But it's unbelievable that it's been 22 years since Body and Soul launched on the 20th of February in the year 2000. And look, while, you know, there are so many things that we've learned, particularly in the last two decades, from self-pleasure to sleep science and meditation to, you know, this menstruation revelation that we're having at the moment, I don't think we could talk about this dramatic shift in health without talking about the revolution of awareness when it comes to mental health. You know, I don't think there's anything better that we could have really taken out of the last couple of decades. But, you know, acknowledging um, the importance of talking about mental health and properly treating it as well. You know, it seems like there's just been a huge change in the stigma around mental health. Um, I think, you know, it's definitely been exacerbated by the pandemic and everything that we've gone through in the last two years. Um, Lifeline now even receives a call from Australian in need every 30 seconds. Wow. Like that is just incredible. And there were sort of stats that you couldn't have even imagined 22 years ago when Body and Soul started. Um, so I think, look, it's, it's been initi through initiatives like Are You OK Day and Movember, but it's also been, you know, spoken about by celebrities and sports people and everyday Aussies where we're no longer afraid to talk about mental health um, issues or, or problems as if it's a weakness. You know, it was finally getting the funding and the acknowledgement and the acceptance that it really deserves across all places um, and, and fields. So I think that's one of the great things that we can really take out of the last 22 years. Yeah, and I think your point, I feel like the pandemic has really made it okay to speak up, um, yeah. you know, has given people the confidence that it's okay to put your hand up and say, hey, I'm not doing too well, I need help and actually get that help. I mean, many people that I chat to now on the podcast have therapists and I think it's wonderful that we can talk openly about yeah. having a psychologist or therapist or someone that we go to, I mean, just like we exercise our body, we need to do that with our mind as well. So um, I know. 
And that's the thing, mental health has always been there. Like 20, 20 years ago, it was still an issue. People were still experiencing depression and postpartum um, depression and anxiety. It's always been there. But now finally we can talk about it. So that's one of the things to celebrate out of the last two decades. Yes, let's celebrate that. Now, the other thing, I actually threw in one. Well, Ali came and approached me about one because I had spoken mm-hmm. to her about uh, meditation, just the rise in meditation. And this really came from the amount of people I interview on this podcast in our other podcast, Extra Healthy-ish, I start off with a question, how do you stay extra healthy-ish in your daily life? And honestly, the amount, I would say 80% of people say meditation. There is a reason for this. It is no longer woo-woo. It is something people incorporate into their lives every day. It can be five minutes or sitting on the toilet seat. I've had people say that, or it could be <laughs> 20 minutes every morning or night. I mean, the the psychological benefits, the physical benefits. There are so many studies out there every day. We get another study, another study. It's going to help with this. It's going to help with this. And I think it doesn't have to be, I think we've taken away this feeling that it has to be candles and you have to be sitting there cross-legged and it has to be all this woo-woo, but it doesn't have to be like that. It can simply be in your bed five minutes every morning and the health benefits are just extraordinary. It's just amazing, you know, when you say 80% of all the health and wellness experts um, that you speak to say that it's a key part of their day and that it really makes the difference. And I think, you know, 20 years ago, talking about meditation would have seemed like you're in a commune. Absolutely. You were were a hippie, but now it's everybody from mums to sports people to CEOs are practicing practicing it daily and as you say it's gone from woo woo to must do it's like their superpower i often say this it's like the superpower that all these people i interviewed you're right whether it's a sports person whether it's an expert you know as a expert in the exercise space or an expert in the mental health space or whatever space it is like their secret superpower anyway finally let's share one more with our listeners ali what else have you got Oh, look, it's very difficult to pick one out of the 22 huge things that we've we've learned over the past 20 years. Um, you know, I mean, am I going to pick the switch from meat-based to plant-based diets? That would be a pretty obvious one. Or, you know, maybe the rise of self-pleasure being the sexiest form of love. We're all talking about it right now. But look, one of my favourites um, and something I think everybody can relate to is the uptake of sunscreen. I mean, SPF is now officially sexy. 20 (laughs) years ago, we all thought a tan was really sexy and a tan was really cool. And, you know, you would only ever see um, sunscreen if your mum sort of passed around the litre bucket of banana boat when you were at a a barbecue. I think I still do that to my kids. I know. That's good. (laughs) That's really good. But it was only when your skin started to sizzle, you know, when you looked like a lobster that you'd think, oh, gosh, I better put some sunscreen on. But now, you know, thanks to all this slick marketing and investment in formulation and almost a rebrand of skincare rather than sun care has given SBF this glow up that it really needed. I mean, you only have to work, walk into Mecca or Sephora to see the vast range of really beautiful, really um, high, high um, price point sunscreens that have been produced that people are really proud to wear so we're putting it on every day we're putting it on even when we're indoors we're reapplying and it's part of our beauty routine now so that's I think that's really something we couldn't have imagined doing 20 years ago and actually we should thank the companies for that because they're the ones where you didn't want to put it on when it was like that zinc 
like yep. formulation. But now, thankfully, the formulation I use is just, well, it's mixed in with my, con- you know, concealer and foundation and it looks wonderful. I don't feel like I'm caking on another layer of skin when I put the sunscreen on. Exactly. And any celebrity you talk to, if you ask them what their skincare secret is or their best anti-aging tool, they will all say sunscreen. So I think we do have to really thank the beauty editors and influencers and celebrities for, you know, helping us realize how important our skin is. Um, I think the melanoma statistics as well, when you look at Australia having one of the highest rates of melanoma in the world, has been a really big wake-up call to us. So we've learned a lot about our skin and sun safety over the last couple of decades, and we're finally getting the message to slip, slop, slap. I like that. Ali, well done on such a fabulous story. Thanks so much, Liz. So there's just three things that we have noticed have changed in 22 years. Well, not have changed, I suppose, have become more acceptable, which is fantastic. If you want the full 22, make sure you grab this Sunday's edition of Body and Soul print. If you want more from us, jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au or follow us on Instagram. Thanks again for listening to my chat with Ali. It was great having her back for an episode. We should get her back very soon. Anyway. The wonderful Ali Izzo is back next week. We'll chat to her. But if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.